Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 73. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host today, as always. And today I'm going to give you a couple of updates from where I left off with you last week. And then I'm also going to talk to you about one thing uh, about my business that I have not yet mentioned and I wanted to share with you as well. So I mentioned last week in the podcast when I was giving you some updates on my food items and what was going on with uh, some new ones I'm trying out, that I had the possibility of being completely out of commission because of the lack of liquid nitrogen in Key West. And as it turns out, it's absolutely what happened. So I ended up on Friday, I I had called the, um, it was actually Thursday, I called the liquid nitrogen place the day after they were having the possibility of getting uh, liquid nitrogen, and I asked if they had any, and they said we did not get a, a container of it yesterday. However, we will give you whatever we have left in the canister. So I came in, went, drove all the way to Key West, went down there, and whenever they turned on the machine, started trying to get it from one container to another, a lot of vapors came out, but there was actually no liquid left in the container. So It was a dry run, it was a bust, so that meant that I had just enough liquid nitrogen left for, uh, I needed to jury on Monday morning, which is actually this morning, and I'll be going in just a couple of hours to jury my new product, so I needed to make sure I had enough liquid nitrogen for that. And at the same time, anything that I have left beyond that, I can certainly use and sell my products. So what I decided to do, even though Friday night and Saturday nights, and probably even Sunday nights, are more... um, there's, there's a larger volume crowd down at Malbury Square. I decided to hold off and use my liquid nitrogen tonight because in that, the difference between those is by tonight, I should have my other additional food items good to go, approved, and ready to sell. So I figured, you know, instead of going down and making a very small amount um, based on just my liquid nitrogen products, then I would also save it and come down on Monday night and go ahead and use all my liquid nitrogen that I have left because I can get more tomorrow. They're expecting more in. But I could also sell um, four products that should be decent sellers versus two. So uh, this morning I will go and get my ice cream, uh, coffee, and my pizza made on the grill approved at jury this morning. So got a lot to do, got a lot of, I'm going to hit the ground running this morning and uh, make a quick trip into Key West, get it all cooked and approved and done, and then come back home and essentially pack it all up, turn around and head back out to um, tonight to get on board with the uh, Mallory Square Sunset Celebration tonight. So that's what I have on slate today. But um, that, and I'll, I'll keep you updated as far as how my new products go and that sort of thing. And I'm working on additional signage for my food cart, like I told you I would last week. So got all that ready to go. Just need a little bit of time uh, to get it taken care of. Now, the one thing about business, and I know that I, I have shared this before in the podcast, is that sometimes in local business, there tends to be a, a scarcity mentality. Um, 
you tend to want to hoard or keep everything close to your chest because there's competition out there that could be stealing your customers. And I have found it's no different down at Mallory Square. Even though none of us are directly competing against each other with the same products, I have found that um, many of the food vendors really don't want other food vendors to succeed. And of course the reason for that is that the less food vendors there are down there, then the more money they will make it with the, the clientele. In, in theory, that's what they're thinking. I don't even know that that's true. But in my mind, you know, you go from this mentality of scarcity and kind of a hoarding mentality to instead of saying, I want my piece of the pie and I need to make sure I get mine, my mentality it tends to be, why don't we make the pie bigger so that everyone's piece enlarges? And I completely believe in that. And I am working hard to try to practice that. I have not found a time when that has not served me well at this point, even from just a mental shift. It's a focus on the opportunity and the optimism of the situation versus the negativity and the fear. And so I think in business you really have to shift away from that fear and that, um, you know, the, the possibility of that, that catastrophic thinking, you know, what is the worst possible thing that can happen? And then you shift to, I'm growing the pie, I'm growing my uh, business, and by growing my business, I'm going to grow everyone else's business too. So now, one of the things that I haven't mentioned before, I don't think in, in any of the podcasts we're doing is when I became uh, a licensed, and you have to, again, excuse my live audience here, they've decided to wrestle while I do the podcast, so that's what you hear going on in the background, but when I decided to go ahead and get certified um, for the food cart, I needed a commissary, and I needed a uh, essentially a licensed commercial kitchen in order to pair up and kind of use that as my commissary kitchen so that all my off-site preparation can be done there. And that is just a requirement of not just my food cart, but many states um, for mobile food vendors. So while I was searching and trying to figure out this commissary thing, um, the thought occurred to me that my church has a commercial kitchen. It was not yet licensed or certified by either the Hotel and Restaurant Commission or the Department of Agriculture. So I worked with those that um, were kind of in charge of that kitchen at my church and worked to get it to the point where we needed to to get it certified and then um, kind of dealt with that end of it. Now the reason my church has a certified or a commercial kitchen to begin with is that there is a ministry that they do every Saturday. So the kitchen really only gets utilized once a week. Each Saturday there is a group that is formed um, out of people from our church as well as people in the community. And it's called Cooking with Love. And um, for those of you that don't know, Key West is a place where there is a good amount of, of sort of an aging population. But in contrast to most cities and most locations, there's not a lot of like nursing homes or any type of care facilities or skilled you know, care for the aging and elderly. And so there are a couple of, rather than having facilities for that, there are a couple of, uh, I don't want to say subsidized, but they're essentially um, elderly uh, population 
apartment buildings and that sort of thing where the rent is controlled and based on their income and they kind of, uh, well, they don't provide any care. It's kind of a community where people can, that are able to live independently can live. Um, but many of them live at or below the poverty line and, you know, they're highly subsidized. And many of these people do not have family members checking on them. They're maybe not able to cook all the time um, for themselves. So every single week on Saturday, uh, this Cooking with Love group gets together and they make a wonderful hot meal. And it's, you know, a delicious meal. They make homemade. And then they go out in teams and they deliver it. Right now they're delivering about 130 meals every single Saturday to these elderly people. Um, they, you know, they have qualified for this program. But in addition to that, they also take... Um, bags of groceries to help sustain them through the week and it's things that could readily be prepared by them at their houses and they can also um, kind of use some of the ingredients to cook as well as some fresh produce and things like that. So there's about 130 meals and about 70 uh, grocery bags get delivered each week with those that have qualified for that type of assistance. And so one of the things that I wanted to do um, and it, it wasn't you know, there was no hardball negotiating with them. This is my church. And so there wasn't like a, you know, a, a hard negotiation for using the commercial space. They were more than willing to let me uh, have a commissary agreement with them and, and open that kitchen up for me to use in any way, shape, or form. And so one of the things that I felt like it's important for me to do is to give back. And so one of my uh, goals with my business is to be able to get um, to the point, well, be able to give 10% of all my income to that particular ministry, the Cooking with Love, the charity. And so, and the, the cool thing about it is so many people work in that every single Saturday. I mean, there's you know, 25 or 30 people every Saturday that go through this whole process of cooking the meal and dragging it out, and then they go through the assembly line with the, you know, making the meals and packaging them, and then they go deliver them. And so, you know, from about four hours on a Saturday, there's 30, 30, up to 30 people there uh, carrying out this ministry. And not all of them are from our church. There are some other churches and then just some other people in the community that really have a heart for people and are very giving and they want to give back and that's the way for them to participate. And so it's a great way for uh, the church to be out in the community. And I wanted to give back to them in exchange for the use of the space and I feel like that's that's a very small price to pay for me to do that and if I was using a commercial kitchen uh, in sort of a shared space or any if I had to rent it on my own my cost would be much greater so at this point you know the struggle I've been having of trying to figure out the um, you know the products that are going to actually make me some money and uh, turn into a profitable business and so I'm on that journey and so for several months now I have not had a profit to be able to give to, uh, I mean, I haven't even covered my expenses, but but this at this week, um, I went ahead and made a decision that I needed to give, go ahead and start giving back. I had listened to a couple of other podcasts, and Nick Unsworth, um, who's recently done some intros and outros that'll be in upcoming podcasts on this podcast, um, one of his basic principles that he lives by is no matter what your financial situation you should always be living in abundance and even if your financial situation is such that 
you can only give $10 to something, whatever the cause is, then by all means, give it. Because that reminds you, through that process of giving, to be in an abundance mindset. And when you give out and you give back to the universe, the university does give back to you. And I know, um, you know, there are people that have a problem. I'm not, not, uh, not a uh, uh, completely sold on the whole law of attraction. I believe that so much of what we do is con controlled in our minds, and I know that it can, it can certainly make. I, you know, I, I guess the, I, I understand the law of attraction, but I also understand God's providence, and so I combine those two. But I know that as a person that is hoping to be able to give back in a bigger way, I have to start small. So this week I w was able to make a donation. It was a small donation. It was only $50, but it was essentially um, giving 10% of the income I was able to make off of the Superboat races. And so that's, um, that's the start. That's the beginning place. And essentially from this point, I just want to get in the habit of continuing to give because the more I give and the more I contribute to uh, the community at large, the more I will get back. And so it's it's just interesting. It's just a matter of shifting your mindset. You know, it's like anything whenever people focus on their bills and they focus on what, what all they have to pay and they focus on their debt and they focus on their, their deficit, then they're their focus is from that paradigm, and it's hard to give whenever you're in that situation. I don't have a lot to give. I have not made any money. I am scared to, you know, about making my December mortgage payment. I just paid my November mortgage payment. I have got to... I have really got to get some income coming in so that I can, uh, you know, easily pay my December mortgage payment and then hope that my business does well after that. And so I am really, I'm working very hard. I'm continuing to reinvent. I'm continuing to do what I need to do to make sure that my business um, survives and is sustainable. And so that's what I'm working hard to do. And part of that is giving. So I would encourage you, when you hoard and when you really hold all the gifts that you have been given close to your chest, you are closing yourself off to the gift that is given. And it's it's a paradox, you know, giving whenever you, you don't have it to give. But even if it's your time, you know, even if it's um, a small dollar amount, that process of giving puts your uh, mindset where it needs to be in that abundance mode. And I definitely want to be one that lives in abundance. You feel differently about what you're doing when you live in abundance. And sometimes you have to go ahead and fake it till you make it. We've talked about that before. And so for me, that is what I had to go ahead and do. It scares me because I wanted to keep that money to myself. I wanted to hold on to it because I knew I needed it. Um, and I needed it to pay the bills. But at the same time, if I give it back, it will come back to me in two or three or fourfold, and it will absolutely uh, end up being a benefit to me. You know, it's funny because even though I think about um, all the, the, the reasons not to give, um, whenever I give, 
it always seems like something is reinforced within me. And so uh, yesterday, even after church, I was able to go and attend a, um, a lunch at the, my friend's house that the husband and wife are business owners, and we were able to talk about some things that was, uh, will hopefully benefit uh, my business in the long run. But just having those relationships with those people is so critical because, number one, they're great people. But number two, you can borrow their brain and get their uh, spin on what options you have for your own business. And so and I love having that relationship with those people. But even then, at church, I had met another guy who just moved to town. And he's sort of a um, social media marketing expert and has really embraced a lot of the same uh, ideology that I have as far as business goes. And so I was thrilled to meet him. Uh, because he's kind of quit his job and moved to Key West as well, and now he's here and he's trying to make his way. So, you know, we're going to get together and do lunch and try to figure out if there's any kind of, uh, you know, synergy there that we can uh, work together on some things. And so, you know, it's like these relationships and these things, this is the kind of stuff that when you give comes back to you. And ultimately, I will get the money back in my business. I know that. Uh, I just, I don't know when it's coming. And at the same time, when you give, you give out to the universe the idea and the philosophy of giving. It colors your view on things. It colors your view on how you look at people that come into your life. Because you start looking and saying, how can I give to them? And, you know, in the Internet world, it is so much a philosophy of give your best stuff away for free. Provide value first long before you ask for anything back. And... I really want some of that mentality to pervade into the local business space because that the local business arena is not there yet. In some cities it may be. Where I am in Key West, it's not. Um, I think it's so hard for businesses to survive, and you're talking about um, businesses in a tourist area. So what happens is, you know, big corporations come in and buy up properties and put hotels and other developments on them, and that big money always ends up making money, it seems like, um, at, at any expense. At the expense of the environment, at the expense of the locals, at the expense of, of whatever, but they're going to get theirs. And then it makes it that much harder for those local business owners who are just good old, down-to-earth, honest business people trying to make a living in paradise, it becomes harder for them. And so I think if we're all working together to make each other successful, uh, then it really can change the world. So... The spirit of giving is something I wanted to encourage you to think about where you are today. You might be in debt up to your eyeballs. You might feel like even at the end of every single month, there is a deficit and you have more outflow than you do uh, money coming in. But what I wanted you to do is look at, and it might be that in order to give, you actually have to sacrifice something. Maybe you don't go out to eat one night a week so that you can give. Maybe you don't stop by Starbucks once a week and give. And any small amount that you give will impact you, most importantly, but it will also impact the world around you. And so even when you're at your lowest, and I've been pretty low. You guys have seen it. It's not anything surprising. As I've struggled to try to figure out this business thing, um, I have been low. I have been scared. I have been... Uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, to find money to pay the bills. And so it's not that I have tons of it coming in and that things are on the up and up, but you have to go ahead and start the giving and the, the giving back mindset as soon as possible. So I haven't publicized um, 
you know, the, the fact that I'm giving 10% of my proceeds to the uh, Cooking with Love. I, you know, it's hard to do. It's easy to say you'll do that whenever you have nothing coming in. Uh, but when you go ahead and start giving off of the small amount that you make, uh, it kind of changes things for you. And I hope, you know, maybe today was $50, but hopefully within the next couple of months, maybe I'll get to the point where I can give $500 a month to Cooking with Love. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, and so that's that's what I'm looking towards. I'm just trying to give back and trying to figure this all out. So I want you to look at your life today and figure out where you can give, where you can plug in in a way that is giving something back. Number one, it helps you take your focus off yourself and your own issues. And number two, you put out to the universe what you ultimately are hoping to get back. So I would encourage you to give in any way, shape, or form. You know, uh, let me give you some ideas. It is near the holiday season time. We're getting close to Thanksgiving, getting closer to Christmas. Uh, many of you also are dealing with very uh, cold weather. The winter has, has arrived in many parts of the country. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around it when it's 80 degrees and I'm still in flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt sitting on my back porch and I will be like this all winter long and everyone else will be struggling but the thing is I, there's some ideas and some things you can do and it doesn't have to be on any formal basis I know of several people who will go to um, some of the fast food restaurants or some of the, the places they have around their town and they'll just buy little $5 gift cards, uh, maybe $5, $10, whatever it is, and they'll keep a stack of them above the visor in their car. And maybe as they're driving around and they, they see people that are, are panhandling or you know begging, begging for money, um, instead of giving them cash, they just give them the, the gift card. And if they really are hungry, they'll be able to go and get a meal and be able to um, feed themselves and get in out of the cold so that is an idea there are going to be tons of opportunities to give your time during the holiday season helping prepare meals helping to sort toys helping to wrap presents think about these organizations and where you can plug in even with your time and when you plug in with your time many times your dollars will also follow that's what happened to me I plugged in at my church and that's where the dollars end up following so I'm able to give to my church and then also to the Cooking with Love program. And so go ahead and look for opportunities to give. Plan now to incorporate giving into your overall uh, you know, life goals because when you do that, it will change. Now, I'm not saying that I can come back this next Monday and tell you exactly what my $50 that I gave yesterday got me. It's not that kind of a thing. You give knowing that you're giving goodwill and you're giving your money knowing that it can be utilized and then whatever comes back to you on the back end is just perpetuating the whole cycle so that as things get given to me more I will then be able to give more and I always say I, I you know the principle of stewardship is definitely something that has its roots in in um, you know definitely religious circles and I do believe that if I can be faithful with a small amount of money, then I can also be trusted and be faithful with a large amount of money. And so that's what also I want to demonstrate to myself, that it's not just, it's kind of like, you know, when people say I don't have, uh, I, I'm not prepared to have children. 
Well, if you wait till you're prepared to have children, you feel like all your finances are right, and it's the right time in your life, you'll probably never have children. If you wait to move to the place you want to move to, but whenever you have all your ducks in a row, it probably will never happen. If you wait until you have everything going on right at your job in order to, now I'm going to look for another job because this one isn't making me happy anymore, you know, you'll never do it. And so you can't just always wait for the circumstances to be right. Sometimes you have to take imperfect action anyway. That's what I did. I would encourage you to look at the ways you can do it because it does change your mindset whenever you're able to give. And not just that, but it makes you feel good. It makes, I mean, you, we do giving so many times for ourselves as well as the organization we're giving to. But plan right now. It's a week before Thanksgiving, or we get a little over a week and a half. Then we've got another couple of weeks till Christmas. And right now is the time more than ever where if you give, um, you're also helping take your focus off of the greed that you'll also see during this time. I think about the Black Friday and how there's going to be, there's, there might be people this year that die because of shopping and because of our inquenchable thirst for consumerism and consumption. And that will be manifest, and we'll see it on the news. We'll see people pushing and shoving and everything that is just outside of the normal character in, in to save $20, 30 40 $100. And life is way more important than that, than that. So think about where you can give, what you're going to do to give back, and then from that point, go ahead and start taking the action and planning um, and carrying it out in such a way that you will actually be giving. And when you give it out to the universe, the universe will reciprocate. So that's what I wanted to leave you with, and I hope that in just a short order, in a few short months, I will be able to tell you that uh, we were able to give 500 or 600 or even $1,000 to Cooking with Love. I know it would change that program, and it would uh, also change my life as well, because my business would be doing fantastic at that point. So anyway, wanted to leave that thought with you today. I hope you guys have a good day. I thank you again for joining me on my journey the quit your job and move to Key West Journey and then trying to make it. So thank you for your interest. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this on a mobile podcast player, whatever you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast and that way all your episodes will be automatically downloaded every time a new one is released. You could also take the time to go in and give me a rating or a review in either iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever you're listening in. That would also be very helpful too because that will help other people find us. And if you found anything beneficial in this podcast, um, then it's definitely worth sharing with someone else. So I appreciate your following, and I appreciate your coming along this journey with me, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.